Hey, beautiful. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and I hope that you are really looking forward to this week and the new year coming in. And I wanted to tell you before I dive into the episode that the Stop Drinking January Boot Camp is open for enrollment. The applications are already coming in. What does that mean? That just means that there is the ability for you to click on the link. The application will tell you the times, how we're meeting, gives you the pricing, your options for payment plans, gives you the ability to ask questions. So you're going to go to bit.ly slash January Stop Drinking Boot Camp. That is B-I-T dot L-Y slash January Stop Drinking Boot Camp. Because if you want to be involved with like-minded women in an intimate group coaching virtual program, we're going to be on Zoom together. You guys are from all over. I love that about Zoom. I love that about the ability that we have, that we can do this from all different states it's a six-week group coaching program, and we're going to work on getting control of your drinking, whatever that looks like. Does it look like stopping completely? Does it look like reducing it? Does it look like practicing and going through the process, creating new routines, reducing anxiety, and just really renewing your mind with God's Word, learning about more about yourself? This is going to open the door to such opportunity for you where you'll have a system that you can put in place, but really you're going to learn more and more about you, the whys behind you drink, what emotions are you covering up, and really learn how to, to live in a way that you can have the emotions and know that you're okay, that you're safe, you're loved. I'm going to just tell you a quick review really quick is from Tanya. She did the last Stop Drinking Boot Camp. She said, I was just starting to reduce my drinking, but was struggling with fighting the cravings and learning to deal with the real reason I needed to escape. Working with Michelle truly helped me deal with the feelings that were making me want to drink. I started giving it more to God and talking with him more as well. Oh, that's beautiful. This program was an amazing experience. There's such power in learning that you're not the only one. And so many of us have similar struggles. The support from Michelle and the group was so valuable. So here's what's great about this is when you go to the link, you can apply, ask the questions you need to ask. And not only do you get six week group coaching with me, which includes the actual main teaching on the the first day of the week. But then we meet up halfway through for Q&As and like, hey, this is what came up and this is what happened. And just this really open, safe environment to chat it out, to give each other um, just the ability to be honest and open and I can help you navigate. And you also get two private sessions with me as part of this program too. So all that comes with it. So go to bit.ly slash January Stop Drinking Boot Camp, and I look forward to seeing you there. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol-free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over-drinking even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. 
I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, let's dive in. So today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about this process that we go through on a day-to-day basis, okay? So I just want you to, to, to visualize for a moment if this is something that you struggle with. As I was writing the outline for this, I realized like, this is this was the thing. This is what I struggled with in the beginning. And this is what kept me stuck for so long. And it was just getting through this that I realized like, I can do this. I can really do this. And once I learned that I could do this by breaking up routines and these embedded habits, there's so many other things in my life I've been able to to grow in. Okay. So do you feel like the pressure is building through the day? Like when you woke up, you told yourself today's going to be different. You feel a bit of a hangover. You've got the brain fog. There's the guilt. There's the frustration. You know, deep down, this is not what you want every day. And yet, as it gets closer and closer to 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., the hangover has eased, the guilt was but a thought this morning, and you're desiring to drink again because the pattern is there. And then you ask yourself, why? Why do I keep doing this? This is what you ask over and over. And here's what happens. The answer that you really need is pretty deep, but the ego, it loves to, and this is that part of your brain that is wired and programmed to do exactly the thing to keep you safe. It's not out to get you. There are patterns that we form that create protections, and there's a lot more to this, but understand that your brain, that's kind of that initial, like, questioning of things is that part of the ego that says, hey, this really just isn't a big deal. You can totally quit tomorrow because you know you work, you take care of your family. It's not like you're driving around drinking. You know, maybe you have in the past or maybe you've taken a break. It's really just not that bad. Like this is normal, right? This is totally normal. Like women just drink like it's no big deal. You're fine. You're functioning, right? Because the change is so scary for this part of your mind that the fear comes up and it is what keeps you staying the same. But here's what I want to share with you today. That fear, it is such a liar. (laughs) Like there is a song about it. Fear is a liar. And I'm sure there's more. And it's not false evidence appearing real. Like that's like a cute meme. And this is something I even heard. I watched this really great YouTube from my coach about how that's just sort of been the saying that we've said through the years. And it's really true because it is real. It's not false evidence. You're really walking in fear. Like this is scary. When you go to make changes in your life and do hard things and do things that are out of your comfort zone, fear is what's there. And it's absolutely okay. Because here's what matters most. When you take the action 
inside of the fear. Like if you're sitting over here and you're like, okay, well, once I'm not scared and I can push this to the side, then I'll do the thing. Well, then you're always going to be there stuck where you are because fear is exactly, I feel like fear almost necessarily, like it almost is a necessity. That's the word I'm looking for in growth. Like how would we grow if we weren't afraid of it? Like, that, to me, that doesn't make sense that the absence of fear is even an option, right? It's doing the thing that you deeply desire inside, wearing the fear as a jacket, like knowing that like, okay, it's on me. It's fine. And I'm going to do this thing anyway. It's knowing that the road's going to be hard and saying yes anyway. It's being okay with the not knowing how it's going to turn out. Is declaring that you will keep moving even when it hurts, even when you're scared, because you know that you want out. You want out of the cycle. You want out of this mundane part of your life that you have allowed yourself to stay in. You want out of the prison of sameness, stuckness in this loop. Well, I want you to know something. I want you to open up your hands. And I want you to look down and I want you to visualize a key. You have the key to get yourself out of this self-imposed prison. And you can call it whatever prison you want. And there's probably going to be several that we have ourselves locked in. But we do that because we say, okay, well, if I go in here and I isolate inside this thing, even though it's really uncomfortable, I've been struggling with the fact that I'm here. I don't like the stuckness. I don't like the sameness, but I know I'm safe. Because I know that I have no other other idea, no idea what's on the other side. And that's scary. But guess what? What you can do is you can know that there's something more on the other side. And then you can learn to trust yourself. And understand that you're safe, that you are strong that you are love and you can experience all the waves of these emotions that you're going to experience, but you're going to be stronger for it and they will not kill you. Okay. But I would even venture to say that if you stay here and you stay the same, that might just kill you. And what I mean, not physically killing you, but it will kill your spirit. Okay. All right, so now that we've established this feeling, and I know that you're in this, you're deep in this right now, and you're feeling this, and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope that you're saying she's saying exactly what I think, because that means that you're on the right path. That means that you're here for a purpose, and that this episode was designed for you. So here's what we got to do. We have to work on new routines. Now, that has to happen. These action steps, these are like those things that we do inside of or right beside of the mindset and the belief work. Okay. So it's like they have to work together, but sometimes the routines have to start first because we have to break this pattern that we're used to doing daily or we're used to saying daily and thinking daily and like this, just that loop, we got to kind of start shaking that up first and then we can dive in a little deeper to the mindset work. So what do you believe about wine? What do you believe about alcohol? Just put your drink of choice in here, right? 
It relaxes me. It helps me with my stress. Oh, it's just a habit. I need it. I want it. It's hard to stop. I can't stop. It's hard. You know, all of these things are the beliefs, okay? So we have to first trick the brain. And you can even begin tricking it by like, here's my thing too. It's like, okay, let's just say that we want to keep the belief of it relieves my stress. Okay. You will find later in your journey that it doesn't relieve stress. All it does is numb out the feeling of stress because when the next day comes, if you'll really recognize it, that same stress is still there. And usually it's elevated. Because we didn't allow it to process and move through our body, we actually just kind of like pushed it over into a corner and sort of numbed it out and said, shh, you just hang out over there. I'm going to cover you up with wine. This is how I'm going to cope. But it does rise back up. And you've heard me talk about that before. We cannot continue to stuff our emotions and expect them to go away. They just get bigger and they get stronger. And sometimes they erupt in a very unhealthy way. But let's just say for now, that it is true that wine relieves our stress. Well, what else does? Have you ever even given your brain an option to open up to the idea that, okay, well, maybe that is an option that the wine does it. If we're going to choose to keep that one, what else could, what else relieves stress? Define stress. What does it feel like when it's there? What does it feel like when it's not there? So for me, I know for sure if I'm going to, the truth of all the truths for me, the one thing that relieves my stress is a really good workout. When I go move my body, I listen to loud music, I push myself, that relieves stress for me. And I believe that it would for most all of us because our body's designed to move that way. So that is a new belief that I was able to take on because it works for me. So now I had two options. Like even if I was hanging on to the wine one, I could still have that one. What else relieves stress? Is it a coffee date with a friend? Is it a good cry? Okay, so that's what I mean by when we start layering these beliefs inside of the routines, these get more power. Okay, but first, I want you to really work on a routine this week. This episode's coming out on a Tuesday. And we're coming up on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Now, how are you on Christmas? How do you feel? Did you drink more? Did you drink less? Go ahead and do that assessment. Not to judge or shame yourself because we're going nowhere if we're going to sit in a bubble of shame. We're just not. Because that doesn't allow us to offer grace and forgiveness and move forward. So just kind of see how you're feeling about that. Do you want the new year to be different? You know, what are your goals moving forward? But first, I want you to do this, okay? Write this down. Get you a notebook out when you get a chance to, to map this out. And I may have talked about this before, and that's okay, because if you haven't done it, then this is for you. If you have, how's it going? And what else can you learn from this today, okay? So look at your day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. I want you to map out everything you do where you go, and what is your normal pattern routine. Now, this is on a day-to-day. -day. I realize we're at the holidays and things can be a little bit different. But right now, you could also even put in over to the side, like what's been happening with being out of school, your kids being out of school, all that good stuff, okay? Then I want you to find the places in your day where the wine witch or the temptation is at its strongest. Like, find those patterns when you start to hear that voice, 
when that fading of the hangover goes away and you're like, okay, well, now I want some more because I'm feeling this way. Or maybe it's a time. Maybe it's a, a part of your day, a transition from work to home. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's earlier. Maybe it's later. Maybe it's after dinner when you get the kids to bed, depending on where you are in your season of life. Okay. So then what I want you to do is once you have all that written down and you kind of have these little these little nuggets of time where there's these patterns that it rises up, whether it's the temptation or the frustration or whatever comes up, then I want you to create something new there. Okay. Drive a different way home from work. When you come home, change up the routine as you come in. Do you normally go straight to the kitchen? Do you normally go to your bedroom? Do you normally work out? Do you normally take a shower? Like shift something around because what we're trying to do here with the routines is break up this neuropathway that has the same old pattern that you've been experiencing to kind of shake up these triggers a little bit, okay? If you take baths, possibly take a shower, If it's really hot, make it cooler. If it's cooler, make it hot. Like stimulate something different on your body. If you go by the store and that creates temptation, then have someone go for you. Or here's an option. Could you go in the morning? Could you get up earlier and go when you're still feeling groggy and you look at the wine and you're like, oh, I don't even want that today. Go ahead and get those errands taken care of. Okay. Somehow where you can be able to not be at the store and being pulled towards the wine aisle. Okay. Schedule a workout. Schedule a coffee date. You know, there's a lot of um, places now that you have to schedule your workout. And that for me has always helped me be more accountable when I know it's on the calendar, especially if I'm taking up a space. Like if it's a class where you have a space like a yoga class or a spin class or any of these certain treadmill or cycle classes, like you have to save your spot, right? What about errands? Can you run some errands just to kind of like shake up the pattern? Like if you normally just go straight home, like can you go somewhere that's not alcohol related? Like maybe you need to do some returns and things like that. Move your body. Something that creates movement. Is it a YouTube video you can pull up and do a little yoga? Is it just, you know, your own little routine? Can you go to a workout? Just... I'm giving you a few ideas, but this is where you have to create your recipe for your life. I can only give you so many based on what I know I enjoy and I experience. You have to create this, you know, like maybe you like to cross stitch. Maybe you like to do um, some painting. Maybe there's something you like to do creatively with your hands that you haven't done because you've gotten this slump. Throw that in there. Anything where you can open up your mind to creativity is wonderful, okay? Then I want you to take the time truly to ask yourself, what do I really need right now? And I know your ego just said, well, uh, of course, I need a glass of wine, girl. I need a drink, girl, because that's what it does. Like when you go home and you're stressed and you go, what do I need right now? You're like, oh, I need a drink, okay? So Let's listen. Let's hear that and go, okay, there you are. There's the thought. There's the ego. But what do I really need? Like deep down in your heart. Like a lot of times now I've gotten to where I put my hand on my chest. And sometimes I'll even put my other hand on my belly so that I'm kind of like pressing into my physical body when I ask myself, what do I need? Because immediately we go to our brain and we go to our thoughts our thinks. What do we think we need? What do we think we want, right? Go in deeper. 
and ask yourself, is it rest? Is it quiet time? Do you need a hug from your best hugger in the family? Do you need separation from your current circumstances? Do you need to remove yourself from the room right now? And I know as women, the guilt and the self-talk, well, you should want to hang out with your kids. You should want to be with your husband. You should want to do this. Once again, let's stop shooting on ourselves and creating guilt and shame and realize that if you need to get away right now so that you can be more kind, be more loving, be more gentle, gentle, not drink. I guarantee you, if you're in a family situation and you know that your family will receive the beauty of the results of you not drinking because they will, and knowing that for them to get that, you need to remove yourself right now from that circumstance, then sister, you need to remove yourself from that circumstance and go take a breather. What is it? Do you need to go on a walk? Do you need to go in your bedroom and cry? Do you need to scream? What is it that you need? And allow that to take place. Create space for that to take place. That's what happens is we get in this routine and we get in this pattern. And when we continue telling ourselves, but I have to do this and I have to do that, your family's going to be fine. We are so abundantly blessed. They have a home. They have food. They're fine. Even if you are a single mom, there may be some moments where you do have to stop right then, but your kids will be fine. And let's talk about screens, okay, for just a second before we finish up here. If you need to put your child in front of a screen for 10 minutes so you can go get some breath work in or you can go pray or you can go scream in your closet so that when you come back, you're more attentive and you can connect instead of grabbing that glass of wine, then mama, let them have the daggum screens. Let me just say that again. Do what you need to do to be the woman you know God's designed you to be because this is like... This whole judgment, like, do I think you should let our children or we could let our children sit for hours upon hours? No, that's probably not a great option. But if there's a day where I needed an hour and I needed to take care of some stuff that was serious to me and important to me so that I could be the woman I needed to be, then of course I would do it if I needed to. So let me deep breath, calm down for a moment. Got a little fired up on that one. Thank you for your love and patience. Let me do that. But I think some of you, obviously that came up. That's not on my notes. That came up for a reason because of all this, you know, the things we guilt ourselves. Nobody lives in our house. Nobody sees what we're doing. All you're doing is you're comparing your, your muck and your journey to these pieces and parts of these other people's lives that that's not even all of it. Like, And whatever you see them doing, you're just imagining them doing that. A picture can, is only a screenshot. You're the one that's creating this ideal that this family has this and they, they do this this way and, oh, she must have it all together. Let's just turn our eyes away from other people, turn them towards the Lord and turn them inward and how, and knowing how the woman You can be the woman you need to be. Okay? All right. (sighs) Final part. After you go through this process, I want you to allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. 
I know that we don't want it. Our brain is designed to keep us safe. Discomfort is, ugh, sometimes it's terrible. But the more you allow yourself to sit in this, is it a craving? Is it frustration? View it from the inside out. Observe yourself. Ask yourself, huh, what is this? What am I feeling? This tension in my neck. Hmm, my heart's racing. There's heat in my shoulders. There's this like swirling in my gut. What is this? What is it saying? What do I need? And sit with it. And understand that it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel the heat and the tension. It's okay to feel the nauseousness. But then ask yourself, what is it? What just happened? What's going on? And what do I need in this moment? Okay? So, to close, it's normal to be afraid. It's so normal to be scared and fearful. It is so normal to doubt. If it was a clear road and we didn't have fear and doubts, we can all just be there wherever this imaginary there is in our minds. That just sounds yuck to me. That sounds like a fairy tale. And I don't want a fairy tale. I want to live my life. So understand that we're going to be afraid. And ask yourself, where do you want to be in two months? Let's just start there. Let's not even go super big right now. Just 60 days, two months. Would you like to have more days without drinking than with drinking? Would you like to know that you have new coping skills? Would you like to know you can feel your emotions safely? And they are scary, but then they get less scary because you're getting practice. Would you like to have a closer relationship with God? Would you like to have a closer relationship to yourself, to your family, to your friends? What do you want, sister? Okay? I'm honored to be here. I would be honored to help you on your journey. You know where you can go. I've got Coach Michelle Porterfield at Gmail and the bit.ly slash stop drinking January stop drinking boot camp. Okay? You know where to find me, social media. If you're not ready to dive into the boot camp, that's okay. Ask yourself why. Where's the fear coming? Where's the doubt coming? Because if fear and doubt's coming up, then it's more than likely you're on the right path. If it feels where you're leading yourself, you're like, well, I think I'm going to go over here and try this like dry January competition first that my gym's doing. And that feels pretty safe and simple, then more than likely that's not the route to go. For many reasons, just because the resistance is usually the place we need to go. And does does everybody struggle with drinking over there? Or are they just really wanting to get their fitness in, in place? Because trust me, there's no judgment here, but I did that so many times. I hid inside of other challenges, thinking that those things would work, but I didn't have anybody else to talk to. I didn't have anybody else that I knew that was struggling what I was struggling with. And that's the great thing about this group process. So I love you. Have a beautiful week. And until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. 
And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.